Chapter 43 The softest things in the world flow effortlessly past the hardest things. Only the intangible can penetrate the impenetrable. This teaches me the value of surfing the Tao. It's easier to get through to men's closed minds by embodying the way than with clever arguments. Few on earth have mastered this wisdom. This is a short chapter, but definitely has some very important and powerful ideas. I would say if I was just going to quickly summarize it is, you know, obviously the importance of embodying anything that you believe in, anything that you want to be, if you are, if you own that, if you become that, that is a far better example to others than what words alone can ever offer. And there are several things uh, throughout this chapter that actually have been immediately a part of my life. And one was uh, the idea of the softest things in the world flow effortlessly past the hardest things. And what immediately comes to mind with that is that we recently were camping at Huntington Beach and then we saw that rain was coming and we knew that, you know, since we've had our truck camper, we haven't re uh, sealed the, the roof or, you know, any of the spaces that need to be, you know, re recocked and resealed so that the water can't get in. And when we knew that rain was in the forecast, we knew we just couldn't put it off any longer. So we went ahead and hightailed it out to the my folks' house in the desert and basically went to the, you know, finally put ourselves to the task of, of resealing all of all of the, the spots where the water can come in. And it's amazing, though, that even, even when things do have other, um, you know, sealant, the, the sealant on it and the caulking or whatever, any kind of crack or any little gap, water can definitely find its way in. And it's amazing that here you have this, you know, this like structure that has this, you know, it's this powerful force. But if it does, if there are cracks, if there's any little space, water can and will get in. And it shows you that here's something as, you know, as soft as what water is, as much as it will flow and go, it just finds this little place, how powerful that can be. And it can get in and completely destroy a truck camper. It can destroy the wood. It can cause mold to develop and just break down the whole, the whole structure. And if you don't take care of it, it will. (laughs) And eventually it will, you know, it'll, make it as if that you know it's useless but even stronger than the water is something that's intangible and that can penetrate the impenetrable this chapter says and I think of when I'm thinking of what are you know some of the intangibles I think of love and the power of love Uh, another thing that's been in my life recently is the the power of listening and how important it is there's a meeting that I have with uh several other uh women we do uh bi-monthly meetings and one of the ladies she's she's basically a consultant for people that are doing a startup businesses and she was reading a book but she basically was saying that how important it is for people that if you want to start up a business or if you want to be successful at anything you really have to listen you have to listen to who your potential clients are or the people that you're servicing you have to listen to you know, even your employees or the people that you work with, listening and the power of listening can be the difference between success and failure. 
seems like we are so much in this world, a world of, you know, we're always sharing our own ideas or talking or, you know, wanting to throw words at people instead of actually just taking the time to stop, which is another thing, another intangible that is super powerful is the power of silence. I, it wouldn't be new to you all that if you've been listening to me, <laughs> that I have uh, been in my Stretching with Jesus classes uh, with the students here in Concordia going through Martin Laird's uh, book on contemplative prayer and the power of silence, the power of just, you know, oftentimes when we're praying, it would all be about, you know, you're going to tell God all these things, all these wants, all these, um, you know, what your needs are, where your pain is and what you need help with. Uh, but we also often forget just the the power of silence, the power of listening in order to hear, you know, what what we should do next rather than, you know, trying to always just, you know, speak out what our agenda is or what our, what we want to, you know, what we want to say. I think of, you know, like when it says this part where, um, and this teaches me the value of, of surfing the Tao. And surfing the Tao, again, is our, is our way of saying what Wu Wei is. It's the, uh, the action without attachments or, or it's the action without interfering, they often call. Uh, they might say it as that. And I, and I see it as sort of that, you sort of, it's, it's, not, it's not inaction at all because it does involve action, but it's in that action that you're not coming at it with attachments and agenda. It's not, it's, it's being able to be able to listen. It is to be able to take in the silence to determine what is the next move that you should make in a way that goes with the flow rather than fighting against things in general. The next part where it says it's easier to get through to men's closed minds by embodying the way than with clever arguments. What comes to mind right away is saying, I remember, I, you know, I, it's not new to anybody. And my parents, you know, were be part of the group that, you know, jokingly at some point says, and do as I say, not as I do, as they've given a rule that clearly they themselves aren't following. And then they're telling us that we need to obey that rule. That line of thinking, I mean, I, you know, it's one thing to possibly joke about it. Um, but if it is, I think we really need to be honest with ourselves and really, really do some self-reflection to sort of see where are the inconsistencies with, you know, whether it's in parenting or any time we're dealing with anybody underneath us that we are telling them one thing but then doing another and I think the dangerous part about that is it sets people up for failure if you can't even do it how can they do it (laughs) you know how your expectations of somebody else are higher than what you can even do and I think that's one of the 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 dangers of any time that we have um, youth underneath us or, or our children. And, you know, we almost, we want them, we obviously want the best for them. And we think that if they do have the best, then that means they're going to look a certain way. They're going to act a certain way. 
because you think that that would be the best life that they can have. The unfortunate piece about that though is it doesn't allow them to be them. It doesn't allow them to experience their truth and who they are. Instead, they're supposed to be somebody that is being created in your own image or like my image or whatever. If I'm expecting my children to be something and that I'm, you know, that I, I think is best for them, that doesn't take into account what truly is best for them. I've been reading this book, uh, Hashtag Church 2 by Emily Joy Allison, How Purity Culture Upholds Abuse and How to Find Healing. Emily Joy Allison is going to be on a podcast coming up with us. We're going to interview her about this brand new book that just came out. She is the author of this hashtag church to book, as well as uh, the movement. And that kind of came out of the whole Me Too movement. And this book is a powerful book. There's a lot of things that um, have just been eye-opening for me. One of the things that uh, she she quotes in here in the book, uh, Dr. Tina Schirmer Sellers, and she says that Dr. Sellers told her that parents must make themselves resilient enough to hear their truth. There in that quote is the children. So parents need to be resilient enough to hear their child or children's truth. I think sometimes we aren't willing to listen to what the truth is because it might go against something that we think we want for them or are hoping that they would be. And when we put our own agenda on other things, on other people, the results are catastrophic. Sometimes it can even lead to suicide. So I think it's super important that we that we listen, that we have the strength to hear what people are saying without a different agenda on our own. And part of being able to do that is practicing silence. It's funny, I I told myself that I was going um, during Lent to practice a period of, of silence each day and make it a daily habit of 30 minutes every single day. And I have been absolutely terrible at doing that. And and so once again, I think, you know, actions speak louder than than words. And I, I do want to uh, hold myself accountable, which is why I'm mentioning this now. And I'll check in with you next week and see if I was successful at doing it. But that's the last part. It says, few on earth have mastered this wisdom. So I know all of these things on an intellectual level. I know all of these things just from, you know, my what I'm hearing and experiencing. But then putting some of this to practice, I'm a complete failure at it (laughs) still too. I'm regretfully saying that. So my commitment (laughs) to myself this week is to actually start making sure that I plan out in my day 30 minutes of silence each and every day. And if you're interested in, you know, seeing what that might look like or what I'm trying to, you can, you can email me at the P Y N P at gmail.com. That's the P Y N as in Nancy P at gmail.com. And I would be glad to talk 
to you more about what that looks like or how to even begin that or resources that I can uh, refer you to if you would like to join me in this adventure. And in the meantime, friends, I hope that you can find a moment for some silence to get some real peace upon peace. Thank you. And 